Healthy coaching removes baggage and blockages. This is a beautiful article that I'm going to be reading from you guys already know, one of my favorite, favorite magazines, Natural Awakenings. And it says Sarah Her, RN, BSN, is an emotional freedom technique practitioner, EFT for short, and natural health coach. She helps clients lose weight, heal chronic illness, and free themselves from emotional baggage and old patterns that do not serve them using one-on-one coaching to make an independent plan, uh, heavy on the independent, right? Because each, every one of us is different. And find what is keeping them stuck. Her says, through my own journey with anxiety, digestive symptoms, and difficulty making healthy choices, releasing emotions through EFT, okay, or emotional freedom techniques, and making the lifestyle choices I needed freed me from my symptoms and allowed me to live the life I want. She explains that reaching health goals isn't as simple as just eating right, eating the right things. Most people have an idea of the healthy habits they want to implement, but struggle with making those choices. Emotional baggage is often holding them back and releasing this baggage frees them up to easily make the right choices that they want. Rather than just teaching you which healthy habits to implement, I also work releasing the stuck emotions that keep you from making the healthy choices you want. Emotional freedom allows you to reach your health goals. Future plans are for the online course and in-person workshops. Okay? So you guys can contact Sarah Hurt at sarahehur at gmail.com or s-a-r-e-h-e-r-r at gmail.com. I love that. That was just so beautiful. You guys want to contact her. Um, I'm I'm a huge believer in um, receiving coaching, submitting to uh, proper teaching, and, and removing those that baggage and those blockages, whatever it is. It could be things from your past um, that affect your mind, body, and soul, right? Uh, it could be person, places, or things, things within you internally and externally, and removing those blockages, removing that shame or, or any of those um, things, anything people projected onto you. Take all of that off. Let's disrobe ourselves, get naked, and let's get healthy. You guys have a wonderful day and thank you for all of the love and appreciation um, that I have been receiving for um, being on this submissive and health journey. Okay, bye. talk about the dreaded S word. And the reason I call it the dreaded S word, because I know a lot of sisters, when they even hear the word submit, they automatically shut down. They don't want to hear anything about submitting to a man. And that is understandable because a lot of times we think about submitting, we think about that Bible verse, you know, slaves submit to your earthly masters. So we associate the word submit to slavery, but that is a completely imbalanced definition of the word submit. And that is not how you submit in a relationship. You don't submit to a man that tries to silence you. You don't submit to a man that tries to make you feel inferior. You don't submit to a man that tries to make you feel like you're beneath him or inadequate in any way. You submit to a man because he uplifts you, because he elevates you, because he honors you. You submit to a man because he does whatever he has to do to make sure your needs are provided for. You submit to a man because he is literally willing to put himself in harm's way and lay his life on the line if need be as your protector. And when you submit to him, that still doesn't make you his slave. What you're doing is basically pouring into him or providing him with things that he needs in order to make sure you have what you need. For example, let's say let's say you want an empire and you tell your man, King, I want a, I want an empire. And he starts strategizing and putting together a game plan to execute to make sure you get that. 
but you're going to have to cooperate. He's not going to do it all on his own. And so he's going to tell you what your role is and what is required from you to make this a possibility. And a lot of times brothers don't even require a lot. He might just say, look, we got, we're going to do this. It's, going, it's a possibility. But what I need from you is I need from you to be devoted to me. I need for you to support me. I need you to respect me. I need you to appreciate me. I need love and affection from you. I need nurturing from you. I need my sexual needs met from you. And because I'm out here doing, 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 working, 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 draining myself. I'm killing myself right here to make sure you have what you need. I'm dealing with all these stresses in life as a black man in general. So what I don't need is another stress when I come home. I don't want to argue with you. I don't want you stressing me out. I shouldn't have to come home to dirty piles of clothes on the floor. I shouldn't have to throw a hot pocket in the microwave because I'm hungry. You know what I mean? That... You doing these things for him is not you being his slave. If he's not asking you to do anything that is going to jeopardize your safety, your dignity, or your integrity, you should be more than willing to do these things because what you're really doing is providing him what he needs so that he can give you what you need. You are recharging him. You are pouring back into him all the things that are being drained from him while he is out here in this world. And so that is what it really means to submit to a man and no woman in the world should be in resistance to that because that is not going to hurt you in any way shape or form and when you don't do that what you have is two assertive people in a relationship um and assertiveness is the masculine what submissiveness is the feminine when you have two assertive people in a relationship you're just gonna keep bumping heads you have two stubborn people you know and neither one of them are having their needs made and that type of relationship never lasts you know um and also, at the same time, you don't want two submissive people in a relationship. There, there are ways that a man can submit to a woman, but that's an entirely different video. But you don't want a man to be overly submissive because if you're both submissive, you know, nothing will really get done. If nobody is putting their foot down, you know, for example, this is a, an example everybody can relate to. Let's say you're out on a date with your boo or whatever. And he's like, hey, Queen, where do you want to go? What you want to do tonight? And you're just like, oh, whatever you want to do, King, it's up to you. And he's like, no, it's whatever you want to do. We can do whatever you want to do. And y'all both keep saying whatever you want to do. You're submitting to the needs of the other person. And meantime, y'all just wasting time sitting there looking foolish in the face because nothing is being done. You know what I mean? So you need that balance. You need somebody to be assertive. Somebody needs to be submissive. And because it is a man that is the protector and the provider. Um, it is the man that should be more assertive and the woman that should be more submissive. And yes, he will be in control, but you as a woman will be in charge. And neither position is more powerful or more relevant than the other one because we charge men. We put the batteries in their backs. Like I said, we pour back into them what is being drained from them. We are the inspiration for their actions. And so that is what it means to be submissive to your man. It's absolutely nothing wrong with being submissive to your man. So don't let these Caucasian feminists fool you into thinking that being submissive to a man is a bad thing because most of these Caucasian feminists have husbands. All right, guys. Great that ideas. Interesting. Sorry about I that. Really oh, my God. Out. Sorry about that. <laughs> that was very good. That was very, very good. And I completely wholeheartedly agree with what she said. You guys want to check out her YouTube channel? That was from Sarah Lena. Sarah Lena, which I love that name. It's very beautiful, kind of like Seraphina, the movie. And I think that that's great. I think that's wonderful. Um, and of course, there are stipulations to submission. There are stipulations and it's, it's individual for your own life, um, as everything is, right? Um, these are 
some of my opinions that I share with other uh, beautiful sisters and brothers, right? That's on the same wavelength that I choose to live my life and my lifestyle. But I completely agree. There's stipulations to submission. Um, and the stipulations, like she said, is a protector and a provider, right? If a man is showing you uh, that they're not a protector and a provider, yet they want you to submit and do things that maybe against not uh, against your dignity or against like maybe morals you have, then that may not be the person you want to give. Submission is a gift. Like she said, we recharge men, right? We charge them up like when you have a cell phone. Everybody has cell phones, whether you're an Android user or iPhone. I don't discriminate in that type of way. Um, I think it's kind of silly to discriminate what type of technology people choose to use. It's whatever you're comfortable with, right? It's whatever you're comfortable with. Some of us are not as technology advanced. We don't care about the other features and stuff like that. I myself, personally, I use Android, right? I really don't care about the other stuff, but to each his own, right? But when we all have a cell phone, right, this day and age, right? But you got a minute phone, Nokia, government phone, Android phone, uh, iPhone, whatever you have. We all have a cell phone and you can start seeing throughout the day when you're using this cell phone, right? Let's look at men as the cell phone, right? They have different apps. They have different applications of how they're used, how they're utilized, right? Um, not, not misused, right? But how they're used. They have different features to them and it's, it's uh, individual to what you like, right? So your phone may not be like my phone. That's why you can't really, the comparing thing is actually has to stop. Like when women compare their husbands to other husbands or women compare themselves to other uh, uh, women, because when you're seeking out a relationship or you're open to one or you're dating or you're already in one, uh, which I have been all three of those, okay? Or all four, or whatever I said, okay? When you're seeking these things out, you seek what applications, what features work for you. You may have something similar to someone, but you may download or have different apps within that. So it's the same thing with the man. Okay, we know that each different phone, although they may have a universal charger, their chargers are different, right? So we charge them up. We're something that they can plug into, right? Via sex, uh, via uh, conversing, because that's what intercourse means. It means to mingle with as well. It's not just, you know, um, getting it on, which we all love that, me included, okay? I love sex. I think sex is very important for men and women because um, it helps you to relax and all this type of stuff. But they plug into you and then you charge them up. Now, have you ever seen a phone that's been overly used, has too many apps on it, it doesn't have enough storage, and then an old charger, outdated charger, it doesn't charge it up as effectively or as fast or as to the strength that it should, right? So that's what it means as far as having like a reciprocal relationship, right? You want to make sure that you're able to charge yourself so that you can recharge. Re means again to charge up that man. And the way that you charge up that man that comes in the form of a cell phone, right? We're using this as a metaphor, okay? That's providing and that's protecting. Um, you charge them up through respect and submission, right? That means a man has to have a plan. And this is where it comes into being unequally yoked. You can just want to get a man just to get a man, which they're easy to get, right? Um, and myself being single for eight years, um, it's not that I can't go out and just get one. It's just that I would like to submit myself. That means to come up under, sub, under, right? Under. If I'm coming up under something, you're going to have to have a plan. It's not saying you have to be perfect and you got to be 6'2 and, 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 and tall, dark, and handsome. And uh, you can't have no kids. I mean, I'm not talking about unrealistic expectations. I'm talking about a plan for your life, right? And I don't judge people according to their profession. So if you're a plumber, I love men that work with their hands. You have to have a plan, you know? I want to save up. Um, you know, 
uh, some money. I want to go on vacation. I have a 501k or I'm working on those things. I'm working on my credit, right? Business plan, right? Um, also a personal plan, um, a health plan, right? These are plans and th- these are what we call goals. So in this aspect, when you begin to get to know the person, when you're dating them and collecting data, right? When you're dating them, collecting data, you kind of can start seeing, well, this is not something I want to submit to. And that's when a lot of women and I myself have made this mistake. We should actually exit the stage left gracefully. It don't have to be drama, no big blowout. Like you ain't never going to find another me and your life is over. That's not the truth. You know, time heals all wounds when you let it and everybody move on and they get to somebody else. You understand that's how some of us have several baby fathers or you have an ex-husband or ex-wife. Okay. You didn't, you're not with the same person. The majority of people we're not with the same person we lost our virginity to. Let's put it that way. Okay, I know I'm not. I know you're probably not either. Okay, so in that process, and that's how you begin to grow the relationship because you say, I want to come up under what this man represents. I respect it, right? I respect it. I, I know he got human size. I know he's not perfect, but I respect, um, you know, them trying to walk out what they're talking about. Um, and so that's that's that recharges the man. That recharges them. Um, they have a sense where they have need for dominance uh, sexually mentally, physically, um, financially, uh, uh, if so. So these are things that we have to feed them to. And so in order for us to be submissive, we have to learn how to be provided for and protected, which is really hard because a lot of us have grown up in the house without fathers. Um, I myself, I have a father and a stepfather. So I had one fun dad and I had the dad that did like the everyday work, like walking us to school. He used to try to do my hair and uh, he was really involved and still is. Um, he's still uh, my stepfather's a very good stepfather. He's a good grandfather to my children. So if that is not your case or if, you know, sometimes relationships change over the years, you have to start going within yourself through meditation or prayer or whatever your religious practice is, therapy, um, whatever your whatever your therapeutic method is. And start asking yourself some hard questions and ask yourself, do I know how to be protected? Do I know how to be provided for? Right. Because I understand we have this independent woman thing. And a lot of times when people um, see a single mother, they automatically um, stereotype you, especially if you're a woman of color like myself. Even though I'm a mixture of several things. Right. I love being a woman of color. Um, So I'm not going to deny the other aspects of myself. But, you know, predominantly I'm a woman of color and it's beautiful. Right. Um, So when you're a woman of color, they automatically see if you're a single mom, you're running your household, they automatically assume Oh, you're an independent woman. You don't know how to be protected or provided for. And you'll see a lot of times you'll see men like that kind of date under them. Right. You see it all the time. Like, how did how did she get with him? You know, and they kind of date under. They don't date no one that they will consider their equal. Uh, and, and this this is because maybe inferiority or insecurity on their end. Right. But they'll stereotype you and think because you know how to run things that you want to. Mo- majority of single mothers, we didn't say. I'm going to have these babies and be a single mama. This is wonderful. This is great. I love being in control. and only be- No, it doesn't work like that. So I would like, hopefully that'll ch- kind of change as well and in, in how we look at single parents, you know, especially women, especially women of color. Um, but while you're in the process of being a single mother, just because you're in charge, a lot of women don't mean we want to be. Okay, so you, you have to try even harder because you might be used to being in charge of certain things. You have to um, know how to ask yourself, can I be provided for? Do I know how to? Do I know how to be protected? Right? Because those things, men are kind of try you out very subtly with their um, their protection and their uh, trying to provide for you, whether it's through like advice, um, make sure you got home all right, and we'll call it controlling, right? But all control is not a bad thing. When you go to work, you got a certain level of control over that schedule, right? 
and it keeps everything in order where you can have a productive day and make that capital at the end of the day, right? So the same thing as it is in business, a lot of times, not always, but it could be in your personal life as well. So those are things that you want to ask yourself, okay? You guys have a wonderful day. All right, and this is what the mission is. I'm going to have a few more ladies speak. We spoke about submission as far as like in a relationship instance, um, you know, uh, submitting as far as like financially, um, spiritually and mentally. I also want to talk about submitting sexually. Yes, yes, yes. You guys know I love to talk about sex. I love it. Okay. So submitting sexually, right? We all, we all heard of the BDSM, right? But there's also other aspects of that where I believe it comes from a more of a natural space, um, which there's nothing wrong with that. That's what you choose to do or play around, have fun. There's nothing wrong with that. But I believe that those are natural inklings in the male and the female. And I want to explore that through one of these beautiful ladies on here. I'm going to let them uh, speak to you about, uh, we're going to talk about submission in the bedroom, right? Where you can get wild and kinky. You could be a lady in the in, uh, streets and a freak in them sheets. All right. Hi, everyone. Brian Crawl here from True Life Relationships, your place for social and sexual fulfillment. And I have been studying and practicing social science and human sexuality for 15 years now. And I help mature adults to overcome their sexual limitations, achieve an epic, fulfilling love and sex life, and become more orgasmic. Because I believe people deserve the sexual freedom to get the most pleasure possible. And as many of you may know by now, as a social scientist, I specialize in social psychology. And as a sexual educator, I specialize in BDSM. And I've already done videos on the psychology of kink and BDSM and psychological dominance. So now I would like to do a special little video on submission and the psychology of submission and why submissive people want and like that. Because of course, people who are not involved in that kind of role or lifestyle oftentimes wonder why someone would want that, why maybe they should want that, right? Because from the outside looking in, things may not seem the way that they actually are, right? If you're not already a submissive person, you may look at a submissive and think, oh, they're just disempowered, right? They're just giving up power, right? They're just allowing themselves to be treated like a lesser person. But this is not what submission is about. Submission is not about a sub being disempowered and a dominant taking power away from them. Submission is about power exchange. It's about a submissive giving control and power to a dominant that a dominant can then use to empower them. Okay, so it's an exchange that has a sort of circular dynamic to it, right? That causes a synergistic effect. And a submissive is someone who enjoys servitude. They enjoy serving someone, especially someone who they care about, right? And many people do enjoy serving. I do. That's why I have chosen to start a company in which I help people, right? Before that, I was in customer service. I enjoy helping people, right? That's not strange. Many people enjoy helping and serving others. And a submissive is someone who enjoys doing so sexually and in their relationship, maybe even outside of the bedroom. But that doesn't make them like a servant or a lesser person or a subordinate, at least not in all cases. And the dominant is not just like using or exploiting them, again, not in most situations. The dominant is a caregiver role. So another reason why someone would want and enjoy being a submissive is because they enjoy being taken care of by someone who they also enjoy serving. And these two roles are complementary, like yin and yang. You understand the submissive serves the dom, the dom takes care of the sub. Right? You're basically both meeting each other's needs from a dominant and a submissive position. Right, They're Basically two different tenses for doing the same thing. But for those of you who may not enjoy serving, you may be dominant people yourselves, you might be thinking, well, I still don't get why someone would want that. Well, actually, a lot of people who are dominant and maybe an alpha male or alpha female in their natural personality 
and may thus have dominant roles in the world, you know, with their business life and whatever other roles they play in the world, they may just want their intimate relationship to be one where they don't have to always be in control. You know, they may be good at being in control and enjoy it for the most part, and thus find themselves naturally falling into a lifestyle in which they are the one who has to be in control in most situations, and they are dominant in all the roles they play in the world, but it's not something they want to do all the time. And because of that, they may want a relationship with someone who they can just feel free to relax, let go of control, and even surrender themselves to this person and allow them to take over and be the one in charge in that situation. Because for someone who is dominant in every other aspect of their lives, being able to just let go of control and give it up and just relax and let someone else take over is a very, very pleasant experience. I mean, being in control all the time is exhausting. Right? So a lot of people who are submissive in bed or in their relationship are actually dominant people. They just don't want to have to be dominant all the time. And you see, when you have a partner who you're comfortable with, who you can trust and feel safe with in order to give control over to, that is a very comforting, intimate, pleasurable experience. It just feels so relaxing and so freeing. You know, having to be in control all the time is a very stressful thing. It's very constricting and causes a lot of tension. And having a partner who you can let go of control with and be in a submissive role with is the opposite of that. It's so relaxing. It's so freeing and liberating. And then there's the aspect of surrender. When you have someone who you really trust and feel safe with, surrendering yourself to them is one of the most deeply intimate things that you can have. It just creates one of the closest psychological bonds that you can have with someone. You know, that feeling of surrendering yourself to someone is really what marriage is about and why so many people want marriage. Because through that act of surrender, you're able to achieve the most intense emotional connection, the deepest intimacy, and the greatest romance possible. It's almost like you two are becoming one together. And when you really love someone, you want to give yourself and surrender yourself over to them like that. And also for people who may have any sort of emotional issues or sexual issues, you know, like guilt or shame complexes or past traumas or anything like that, being able to let go and the act of surrender is a very therapeutic one. For instance, bondage, which is a huge part of BDSM, being tied up, is such a meditative experience. Okay, The act of being immobilized literally forces the mind into a meditative state that is very therapeutic and can be a very cathartic experience for someone who may have tried meditation without bondage and not had any success. The physical act of being bonded just basically forces your mind into meditation and it's very therapeutic. And so submissive people have found exploring their submissive side and submissive acts of playing BDSM to be not only therapeutic but cathartic and transformative. Okay, the act of having someone get rough with you and do things such as spank you or paddle you or whip you produce a lot of hormones and endorphins in the brain, which again produces a very therapeutic experience. And if someone has past traumas, maybe they used to be spanked or beaten by a parent and they're put into a safe space where they're playing with this in a way that is controlled safe with someone they trust and care about who's doing this in a loving way or a way that is positive and pleasurable and produces sexual pleasure for them it's very therapeutic and very cathartic for them and just having someone get primal and rough with you and unleash their sexuality onto you just feels really good that is very empowering okay so the sub feeling the power of the dumb channeled through them is a powering experience they really just give power over to the Dom to have the Dom give it back to them and make them empowered and feel the way that they want to feel as a sub. So that is the psychology of submission and why people want it. And if you would like to explore your submissive side and experiment more with submission and BDSM so that you can become more sexually self-actualized and feel the way that you want to feel sexually, here is a little video excerpt for you on a very interesting, exciting submissives workbook that I wrote for people who would like to get into 
to that. So here it is, it's from a different video, so pay no mind to the fact that my outfit's going to change here. <laughs> the submissive can imagine and play out any role that she wants to, be it just in certain situations or a role play scene, or as an entire identity and lifestyle, which she may already feel she fits into inside and may wish to create for herself as more of a reality. And when you imagine yourself being in the ideal submissive role and just how amazing it would be to be self-actualized in your DS relationship and BDSM lifestyle and living it exactly as you want to and you are ready to make that a reality right now, click the link below to get yourself your copy of my Female Submissives Workbook, a blueprint for female submissive sexual identity, DS relationship structure, submissive training and BDSM lifestyle, which is a really awesome workbook that I wrote specifically for my subs who I was entering into relationships with and training so that they could build their female submissive identity and know exactly what roles they fit into and wanted to play with me and how they wanted me to be a dom for them and fulfill their needs as a sub and how they wanted our DS relationship to be structured and how they needed to be trained and how they wanted to live the lifestyle. This became the blueprint for our relationships and lifestyle together so that I knew exactly how to dom them and make them feel as they wanted to as the sub that they wanted to be. And it was so helpful for them that they would always suggest that I published it for other doms and subs. So I did decide to recently publish it with a picture of one of my subs right there on the cover for you, displaying her submission to me. This is the best way for you to cultivate your sexual identity as a submissive in every aspect of the lifestyle and your relationships as well. And if you are a dominant and have any new subs or prospective subs, this is the best thing to get them, which will then do away with all of the countless hours of negotiations and everything you have to do in these negotiations. It just takes all that work out and gives you the exact template that you need for your submissive and your relationship and lifestyle together. And all that information at the end is used for creating your own formalized relationship contract. And I provide the templates for that for you as well. So whether you're a dom or sub, if you're in the BDSM lifestyle at all, this is the perfect workbook for you to make sure that your DS relationship is an ideal one and that you guys are both able to play the roles that you want to in the ways that you want to play them and that the submissive can get trained in the ways that she needs and that you guys can have the ideal DS structure and BDSM lifestyle together. It is on, it is on sale for a very special price on Amazon right now, so click the link below to get your copy right now so that you can become self-actualized in your BDSM role and get the BDSM relationship and lifestyle that you want and, and all of the fulfillment and pleasure and amazing sexual experiences that you want to have and just make all of your wildest dreams and fantasies come true and it will make all of your sexual dreams a reality so click the link below now in sync with Mr. Clark Kent because I'm his chief cheerleader, shows him reverence. Before he turns into Superman, he feels encouraged and validated, dishes out plenty of playfulness, and I'm so intensely attracted. On him, I can see God's fingerprints, divine counterpart. He cries failure. I say success. He's tense from his dreams' deterrence. I say motivation. I'm the pleasure after his woes and disappointments. I'm completely overwhelmed by Clark Kent's radiance. I water my dada with plenty of genuine compliments. It waters and grows our intimate friendship. I'm the nurse to his sickness, his calm when he's ballistic, his sweet possession. Yeah, I brag on Clark Kent, obsessed with his love below. I believe the Greeks called it the symbol of the phallic, subordinates myself to Clark's preeminence. For him, I waited. I bestow upon him much sensual harvest. I sensed he was nervous 
And so I whispered into his ear, Daddy, you're prosperous. Rips off his shirt and there goes Superman, transformed out of the geeky Clark Kent. I mowed and speak him into abundance. My generosity mutate Clark into his superhuman strength. My hero ensues me with his presence, is so indulgent. His smile is my richness, is, is decadent. I recharge Clark Kent, wood, hard as a diamond, breathes into him trustworthiness. I'm a Clark Kent fanatic. His eyes leave me ecstatic. They reflect intercession and sweetness. My elixir taste of citrus. Yeah, I brag on Clark Kent. So spontaneous, not scripted or edited. I'm simply reporting about the luscious Clark Kent. Sincerely Lois, his main chick. And since he liked it, he put a ring on it. Full Afro-American lips. Come here. Let me take a little sip. All right, that was just a beautiful little poem um, that I spoke about. Okay, I wrote this a long time ago. Okay, a long time ago. And it's called Recharges Clark Kent. This is actually from my poetry book. Uh, Diamond Chronicles Loves Asylum. You can um, find that on blurb.com under Diamond Chronicles. And I just wanted to um, talk about that um, since the beautiful lady, Sarah Lena, spoke about um, submission and what it means. And then we also had the beautiful young man spoke about submission and what it means. He has his book. You guys go um, purchase his book, I believe, in, uh, you know, supporting other authors, supporting other people in the arts, supporting people, period, right? And just putting those good vibes out because what you put out, you'll get back, right? We all reap what we sow. So if we're sowing things, we're going to reap those things back, right? And so that was called, again, Recharges Clark Kent, a little poetry for your auditory delight. I hope that it was delicious to you. Have a wonderful day. This is Humble Dame. I'm working on my humility and my submission, and I hope that you guys are too. Bye.